All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. As you can see, we are back from Cancun. We're back in our studios and we'll talk about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. Today is Monday, March 13. And geez, I don't even know where to start. Markets are in turmoil. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed, uh, causing a sell-off in the banking sector. The Treasury yields are plunging on par with the 2008 crisis. Over the weekend, U.S. authorities stepped in to bail out SIVB Bank, while investors are keeping an eye on banks this week and also CPI data. So, wow, <laughs> there's a lot going on. We'll show you what we are doing and how we are trading these markets. By the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Heidkotter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Houghton. We're all traders who trade live accounts, so therefore we got a lot of trading experience. We're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And wow, what a weekend, what a Friday, what a weekend, Mark. Let's really start on Friday and then unpack what's happening here. Sure, so you know, I mean, just a wild, wild way to end the week and uh, go figure, Marcus, we're traveling. We don't do a, a coffee with Marcus and, and Mark, but um, we were taking a look at things and uh, it all had to do with fears in the, the banking industry, uh, specific, uh, specifically tied to Silicon Valley Bank um, and, uh, you know, what ended up being a bank run. Yeah. So, I mean, this is where... On, on Thursday, uh, SIVB, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, uh, basically said, well, well, uh, we are in some trouble. Uh, then everybody wanted to have their money out of the bank. On Friday, uh, the, the bank basically closed its doors, got taken over by the FDIC. And uh, this then uh, really had kind of the, the whole banking sector a little bit collapse. I mean, even if you look at the larger banks, Bank of America here, Citibank, I mean, they are massively down. And then if you look at some local banks like PNC, one of the positions that we are in, like Ferrum, we'll talk about this here in a moment. But this is where, I mean, that came out of the blue because everything over the past few weeks were all about interest rates, inflation, and then, well, kind of out of the left field, a banking crisis? Yeah, and, and that's the thing with the, the focus on the Fed and, and interest rates rising, uh, at one point, it looked like a 50 basis point hike uh, in March was pretty much locked in and guaranteed by the Fed. And that had some investors concerned about banks in general, wondering if the Fed's aggressive hiking will continue and if that could hurt the economy. And, and then there was you know, talks about a recession and how that will impact banks and if you have defaults on loans and whatnot. So we started to see a little movement in the financial sector uh, before all of this, but then when you had a, a bank just basically stop, <laughs> you know, the, the shares are halted, uh, there's a, a, a bank run, and they're just trying to find a buyer. They, they eventually found a buyer on Sunday, I believe, HSBC stepped in um, and purchased the bank, um, but it happened so fast, so quickly that traders, I, I think, were fearful, like really it was reminiscent of the uh the, the housing crisis, the financial crisis, and Bear Stearns and whatnot. So it seems a little bit overdone, Marcus. But at the same time, this the the, the shock waves and who's involved is still kind of you know sifting out. Yeah, and this is where we we just talked about it. interest rates. I mean, look at how much they plunged. The two-year yield 
last week trading well above five, now getting ready to trade below four. And I mean, this is the, the largest drop that we had since the banking crisis. Yeah, and if you think about it, so bonds and yields are inverse of one another. So if bonds are going down, yields are going up. If bonds are going up, yields are going down. Well, why would bonds go up if people are buying bonds? And so this is where uh, you had this flight to safety, right? So bonds were rallying, the yields were going down, even gold uh, moving higher with traders uh, getting into that more, um, you know, flight to safety type asset. Yeah, and this is where, uh, I mean, cash is king, not when you have it at a bank that collapses, right? So this is why right now, I mean, uh, traders and investors are putting money into, as I said, the bonds and the inverse relationship here. This is why yields are plummeting. Also, uh, looking at gold, uh, I thought I had gold here. Uh, let me just bring it up. Uh, GC, uh, is it GC1? Right, there we yep. go. So gold also, I mean, it looks harmless, but that's a quite significant move for gold that happened since last Friday. I mean, we're talking about an almost 6% move in gold. For gold, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just look at those bars. Not quite up to the highs that we had at the, you know, the peak there in uh, end of January, early February, but that's a, a real nice move in gold back above uh, 1900. Right. And so this is where right now the, the Fed <clears throat> is kind of in a predicament because the, the, the collapse of SIVB Bank was, I mean, in part um, can be attributed to high interest rates, right? Because this is where, I mean, banks love to use adjustable interest rates, right? Variable interest rates. And as they go higher, now suddenly some companies might not be able to pay these and default on loans, same as consumers, right? And that is one of the fears, as you said, that has already hit uh, the banking sector. Because if you look at uh, the bigger banks like JP Morgan, we, we have seen that they already started moving a little bit lower or Bank of America, right? I mean, even before we had this, uh, this collapse last week. And uh, this were now, okay, what's the Fed gonna do? So as of right now, I mean, <laughs> everything has changed. We talked about a, a rate hike of 50 basis points. Well, that's off the table right now. This is what traders are factoring in. That is, on the right-hand side, a quarter percent move or that the Fed will not do anything at all. What a difference a day makes. <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is really, really interesting. It just shows that there's so much uncertainty right now uh, going from pretty much uh, up until the beginning of last week, a quarter point was pretty much priced in in, in a guarantee. And then last week it was, a 50 basis point hike. I still think that that quarter point is going to be what the Fed is targeting. Um, but you never know. You never know how they handle this, you know, banking concern. Um, but I think that CPI data and PPI data is really what they need to take a look at now. And that's coming out this week. Right. But look at this uh, of what we are seeing right now. It seems that traders are factoring in the Fed is done raising interest rates. They do one more quarter point and then they need to lower interest rates to avoid a banking crisis, a financial crisis here. That's what traders are thinking right now. So on the one hand, we still have inflation. And as I said, the, the Fed already said, we have to pay uh, close attention to the core CPI as well as the PPI. So, I mean, both CPI and PPI uh, tomorrow and on Wednesday, 
So if this keeps moving higher and the Fed cannot raise interest rates, well, what to do then? Yeah, but that's the thing, Marcus. And, and this is where, so the Fed has a dual mandate, price stability and maximum employment, right? This is where long-term their target for inflation is 2% and they'd like to have unemployment being low. Uh, right now with inflation getting well above that 2%, their policy, right? It's a Fed policy meeting. Their policy is to tackle inflation, maybe at the sacrifice of rising uh, unemployment in order to bring inflation down. Now with this banking crisis, and again, it could be that it's a little overdone. It might not be systematic risk right now, like the, the market's kind of pricing in thinking that, hey, this is just one or two banks and it's going to get worse. It could be that it's a little more isolated and this is just fear and panic right now. But the Fed focusing on, on the banking industry, I mean, that's where I think the government has a bigger role than the Fed and why I believe that the Fed will still raise a quarter point. Yeah, no, I believe. But what about then? Will, will they still keep raising? Because as of last week, uh, we traders thought that we might even scratch 6%. And now it seems that we barely get up to 5% as a terminal rate. And that's the thing. This is why I think CPI and PPI is so important this week, because I think that even this decline is premature right now because we don't have all the data uh, that the Fed would focus on. And and so uh, it, it's it's going to be an interesting week. And then uh, that Fed meeting wrapping up on March 22nd, there yeah. could be some fireworks. And that's already next week. So it's already next Wednesday. It's definitely coming February up. February 22nd. Either way, it's it's the next week. <laughs> yeah, it, it is next week. It is next Wednesday. So uh, yeah, and the interesting thing is also the the CPI data. This is the data from last month. What's sure. happening in the banking industry in the finance world right now? I mean, that's what's happening now. And uh, this is where yeah, it will it will be interesting. And this is where we saw this morning the VIX, the fear gate, just shooting higher this morning above thirty because there is so much uncertainty. Okay, what are we going to do right now? Do we have a financial crisis? Do we have a banking crisis? Was this an isolated incident? Then we hear from another bank this morning. So it's a little bit all over the place. And then we have the CPI data. So we, I mean, massively up. And uh, if you look at uh, the futures in overnight trading, I mean, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, volatility has definitely entered the building. Uh, gosh, uh, I mean, that, that's what we like to see for uh, option premium. Uh, it was definitely an interesting morning and uh, we'll, we'll see where the, the, the dust settles. But um, I, I mean, you can't argue that there's that volatility is there. The VIX shows it. Option premium shows it. Uh, what we could sell puts for this morning shows it. And I don't think that's going to change much this week. Yeah. And we will look at our existing positions here in just a moment. But we also see Right now in the markets, when you blink, you move it. I mean, going from negative, uh, a percent negative to right now, a percent positive. I mean, there are just huge moves right now. And uh, news are coming out almost uh, every hour uh, regarding these banks and what's happening there. So, yeah, but I mean, as I said, we are having fun with our positions. So uh, let's go through these at our positions. And uh, first up here, uh, CTRA and CTRA super interesting this morning uh finishing below 24 or opening below 24 right now uh trading at 24.85 uh you are out of the position 
I'm still in it. Uh, they will pay a dividend on Wednesday or not paying a dividend, but it's the ex dividend date. So payment is usually a couple of weeks later. But if I still have these shares on Wednesday, I'll be entitled to the premium, which is probably around 57, 59 cents, somewhere around there. I think we'll uh, know more exactly on uh, on Wednesday. And this morning, I mean, there is the 20 strike price available. And uh, initially, you, you were interested in selling more puts and maybe getting back into the game here. I, I was. And uh, this is where, you know, CTRA has uh, a lot of natural gas exposure, but also is very correlated to the movement in crude oil. So crude oil was down huge. It's reverse natural gas is positive for the day. Um, but I was, uh, yeah, you could look at crude oil, a huge reversal, um, getting down to 72.50 uh, a barrel and now at almost 76. Yeah. Um, so oil and gas plays popping up on the PowerX wheel scanner left and right. There was Oxy, there was Devon, there was CTRA, there was Exxon, there was Chevron, uh, Apache, take your pick. Um, and what I did is I was looking at CTRA. Uh, originally trying to sell the 22 puts that had a huge premium and I I missed the boat here. Um, I was trying for the 22, then the 22.50. There was great premium there. Uh, the 23 stayed available for some time. It might still be available now, but yeah. I decided instead to uh, shift my focus to Oxy. Right. So Oxy, we've been trading it over the past few weeks and uh, this morning there was just a a great opportunity in Oxy to sell the uh, 55 put. So I decided to do that just rather than doing both because of the economic calendar this week, I wanted to pick one and see if there is a little more volatility that comes either tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, so the 56 is still available. I also sold uh, the 55. Uh, let's go over to the calculator. Uh, you got um, 35 cents for it, so you're looking at 46% uh, annualized, um, and I got actually 38% uh, 38 cents for it, so 50% annualized. Liking this, I'm liking this. So uh, I think this uh, great trade, and right now, since Oxy has been also um, reversing, so trading at highs of the day right now, so this position is in a in a very good shape. Same as CTRA. I'm happy with my CTRA. Yeah. So that was a new one that we entered. And then uh, we're going to talk about Google for just a moment. So Google also up here this morning, 1.4%. Uh, this is where on Friday I sold the 87 put as part of my rescue mission plan that I have here for Google. We've been talking about this uh, previously. I'm assigned at 108. You got out of this one because you got assigned at a lower price. You were able to get out at this uh, higher push. Um, so I'm still in it, uh, my break even at 103.46, and I'm planning to break, uh, bring down my break even. So if I'm getting assigned, my break even will be uh, below 100, and I like that a lot. Actually, it will. Uh, my cost basis will be below 100, my break even probably at around 96. So that's why I'm doing it here. And uh, this also is working out great. Uh, it's still available this morning if you want to do this, um, but I liked it on Friday. How much did I get on Friday? Let me just double check. Friday, I got 70 cents, which was good. Nice. <clears throat> All right. PNC. Let's talk about PNC. Wow. Oh, no. The sky is falling. Oh, no. The sky is falling. 
We trade PMC yeah. because we were looking at the chart and this looked a really, really like a solid chart uh, that had some support at 147. I sold the 147, you sold the 40, 146. Yeah, yeah. Didn't matter. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I like the 146 a little bit better support wise, um, but this is where a company that has, or a bank that has good fundamentals, uh, chart, love the chart. And there was a bit of a reaction because the concern goes to regional banks, right? If Silicon Valley Bank uh, has failed, um, do the regional banks have concerns? And so they're, uh, you know, seeing some tight scrutiny. Um, but even, you know, the big banks, Bank of America, JP Morgan, they're getting hit too. So there's just a little bit of worry and concern here overall. Uh, but PNC, it was City uh, that upgraded uh, PNC from hold to buy after the the dip saying that they are in a good position and um that they should be able to weather the the storm here and that it's a good price for buying uh and it, it could be a little bit of an overreaction all things considered we're down at 11 percent right now and this of course i just love it when the wheel trades you get a sign and it stays put and you're able to just like put a ATM in your front yard, collect cash week after week with calls. But being down 11% is is not uh, outside of the norm, right? So it, it's at a reasonable level, even though we can't sell calls right now. Right. But what we did is, uh, I mean, when we saw this drop on Friday, uh, I was looking at it and I bought some more shares at 136. Therefore, bring down my cost basis uh, to 141.50. So that was here when I saw this. I got a sign on Friday at 147, sold some more, uh, bought some shares at 136 on Friday uh, when we already saw this because I thought that uh, we were done with this reaction and you did the same this morning. Yeah. You bought some more shares at 126, bringing down your cost basis to 136, which is a fantastic yeah. position to be in. Exactly. And so I, I, I could definitely sell calls at 136 right now, but I, I'm holding off. I, I do think that uh, just like we're seeing right now, we're getting a reversal for the day. I, I believe that this is an overreaction. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you, you just mentioned it, even for me, by bringing down my cost basis uh, to uh, 141.50 by doing so right now, I could sell the 142 and I would get 38% annualized, probably more because that's based on the bid price of 75 cents. I might yep. be able to get, uh, what would you say here, maybe 90 cents. So I could sell them for 46%. So we're, we're in a really, really, really good position here by buying more shares. But at this point, you're right. I mean, we, we are trading right now at highs of the day, huge, huge reversal. Because if we look at this of what happened here, I mean, on Friday from the low to the high, uh, this is a 6% a move, 7% move. And if you're looking at today, uh, that is also from the low to where we are right now, a 6.5% move. So there's a lot of volatility. And uh, I mean, if we see that this was an overreaction and we are snapping back, uh, this will be probably a really, really nice stock to trade with the wheel strategy. Yeah. So like Agreed. And again, volatility is not over yet because tomorrow morning before the markets open, we have CPI. I mean, for that day, the focus is all on banking. Tomorrow, it will be back on inflation and interest rates. And what will the Fed do? 
And this table might change dramatically tomorrow. So we'll see. That's a crazy looking table. That it is a crazy looking wow. table. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But also looking at the S&P, I mean, if you look at the Dow right now, uh, we are trading at highest of the day. S&P 500 trading as highest of the day. NASDAQ up, up and away here. Uh, but also in the S&P, I mean, just uh, keeping an eye on this, because right now we are well below the 50 day moving average and the 200 day moving average. So now the question is, will we slice right through on the way up or will either of these moving averages act as resistance? We'll wait and see. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> so if you found this helpful, uh, do us a favor and give us a like and maybe subscribe to the channel. And we have some more videos for you that explain how we trade these crazy markets. Check it out and then tune in again tomorrow when we talk about the CPI and how this is rocking the markets. Happy trading, everybody.